All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to this Health Tech Innovation 2024-2025 podcast. And I am here with Dr. Sue Ozagir. Really, really excited. She is a trendsetter in pharmacy, an influencer, an educator dedicated to driving positive changes while delivering valuable content through digital and print solutions. Dr. Sue, welcome. Then later you started your company, Pharma Sue Health Services, where you offered expert guidance and support through a comprehensive understanding of scientific literature, industry knowledge, and research trends in the field. And now, recently, you've also started Pharmacy Mentors, the ultimate mentorship platform for pharmacists, interns, technicians, and students. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. This is great. And, you know, this is uh, this is fantastic. It's really my pleasure to be here. If you can tell me more about PharmaSU and that the concept behind, uh, you know, this unique uh, concierge health practice and what really triggered you to build something like this? So absolutely. So being a pharmacist for now about 15 years and working in the retail setting as a pharmacist and my local um, chain pharmacy, I saw that there was a disparity in patient care and I wanted to provide the excellent services to my patient and give them that one-on-one support and help that they need. And I wasn't able to completely do so in the current setting that I was in. So that drove me to create the pharmaceutical initiative and after building that, it absolutely took off and it was a great way to serve my clients and patients and work in helping them to get the best care possible. No, and that's fantastic. And, and you know, recently in the news as well, I've seen um, certain news stories that um, the pharmacists are overworked and especially with the, the large chains, there are oftentimes there's just one pharmacist that is taking the calls, that's filling the orders, that's consulting with the patients. And I also heard that there was uh, this huge strike as well that was happening. So uh, tell me how, um, you know, something like this you had already anticipated even before this became mainstream and um, how your solution is helping with solving that problem as well. Absolutely. So being in that setting and understanding that it's a problem, you don't really see it as much when you're in it. And unfortunately, many of us as pharmacists just want to provide patient care and take care of our patients and be the best pharmacist for them. And unfortunately, in some settings, it's not you're not able to do those duties. And the, you're right, there's a number of things that we have to take care of during a typical day in a larger setting. There's phone calls, there's administration of vaccines, testing, patient calls, doctor calls, and the day-to-day counsels that we have to do with our patients. And it's hard to manage all of that. Well, most of the time, it's just one pharmacist. And even sometimes, if you're lucky, one technician, or if you even have a technician to help you. And there's a lot of burnout, there's a lot of stress, and it's not a, a positive environment for providing care to your patients. You're often rushed through by your consult or just trying to get them out quickly and efficiently, and you're not able to do 100% of your job. So that drove me even further to want to create that one-on-one service and that personalized care in my concierge practice. I love it. I love the concept. And uh, this is so great because I know that as humans, we all want to do those jobs that give us a sense of meaning and purpose. And of course, as we've evolved, it's really been about that connection and 
um, you know, being able to really help somebody and see the impact and having that conversation instead of doing those mundane jobs. I mean, sometimes necessary, like you would agree, but perhaps that's the best part of the job, which was being minimized, where you weren't able to really care and understand the patient. And uh, looks like uh, with your company, both of your companies, you know, this is something that you give a lot of importance to. And that's, uh, that's fantastic. What problem are you solving, you know, with Pharmasu and also with Pharmacy Mentors? That's your other company. How would you describe it? So think of this this way. A lot of our patients knowingly are just intrinsically the way they trust their healthcare system. They don't really ask that many questions. Whatever they're told or whatever they're explained to by their health practitioner, which is completely fine. They they trust them. They look for them as guidance. And sometimes they don't have that enough amount of time to connect or to get all their questions answered or to be educated properly. So they just do exactly what they're told when they go to a doctor's office or they're given a diagnosis. They're just briefly given a medication or a prescription and told just to take this. Most of the time, they don't even know what it's for or what does it do or how they're supposed to correctly take it. And they just continue with their day-to-day. If they have any side effects or any negative um, implications with the medications while taken, they just continue with their just it with just getting old or just the way it's supposed to be. But if certain measures are taken forward to properly guide a practitioner to understand patients and realize that not every patient is going to react to a certain medication the way they're intended to, because we're all different. We break medications down differently in our body. For example, you might take something and it'll do wonders for you. I'll take it and I'll do the complete opposite. And that's exactly what pharmacogenomics or PGX or what my practice specializes in in getting the right medication to the right patient at the right dose and giving them that white glove service to personalize their health care with those measures. Wow, got it, got it. So, I mean, thinking about it from a layman's perspective, you know, we all have our PCP, our primary care physician, we go to our physician. And of course, you know, a lot of times they do understand us and they have our background and the history. But then again, it's very different for everyone to process certain medicines in a certain way. So this is a piece that's missing. You know, you have your physician, but this also allows you to have a relationship with your pharmacist because you could really work with them and figure out what is the best way for you to take certain medicine and what outcomes you're looking for. And that's where you come in through your pharmaceutical health services. And then, of course, you're training the future pharmacists uh, through your other platform. Is my understanding correct? Correct. And what the platform does, if I could go into more with it, it's just finding that there's so much of a burnout within our profession and offering a solution to have guidance as the many opportunities that exist within our field itself. When we think of a pharmacist, we normally or instantly think of them in a retail setting or a hospital setting. It's hard for us to imagine them in other various examples. For example, I recently published a, um, a book on pharmacists that gives many different examples of them working in various settings. And I came up with 50 different areas of pharmacy specialties. And many of us are not even aware that there's any that exist in such a capacity. And just bringing to light, even to our students, our seasoned pharmacists that are in the profession, that they do have opportunities to provide patient care and love what they do. I think that's exactly what the platform's intentions was to help bring to light, that they 
have opportunities. They don't have to give up on their profession and feel burned out and stressed out, that they could venture out into different areas or connect with the right people in the right area to see how they got to that particular field that they might be interested in and hearing it directly from them. You're not going to I'll give you as much examples or give you as much guidance on what a veterinary pharmacist does, for example, but wouldn't it be better for you to connect directly with a veterinary pharmacist and ask them what are the steps or what type of testing or what type of areas of study they needed to follow or what direction they got was able to take to get them to where they are? So that's exactly what the mentorship platform does for our pharmacists. I love it. I love it. I think it's basically how you were able to really take that leap and step into a different way of using your skills. You're allowing other people to discover different ways that they can also contribute with the knowledge and the degree that they have. And it doesn't have to be just that one option of, you know, being a pharmacist behind the counter for one of those larger organizations, but you allow them to utilize their skills by consulting um, with the patients one-on-one, -on -one, which is a lot more fulfilling. I love it. And that's that's awesome. And many congratulations on this movement. So Chris, I mean, you know, switching gears here a little bit. So I'm, you know, uh, running the company here, Copper Digital. And our main goal is to democratize the technology, the emerging technologies that are becoming available and make it available to different organizations and entrepreneurs like yourself. Like, so what is the kind of customer response that you're getting at, at both of these organizations? If you can describe that. And, you know, especially it's so unique because as a pharmacist, you really focus on initially in your formative years on understanding the pharmacy aspects of everything, but you were able to, um, you know, get into technology as well, uh, because building that type of a platform uh, requires not just technology skills, but marketing skills as well. Um, so tell me how the response has been and was it like this from the get-go? So the response is it's nerve wracking at first to take yourself out of the comfort zone of a pharmacist. Naturally, we're very reserved as a group of professionals ourselves. We're not really big on risk taking, but it has been absolutely phenomenal. I was recognized locally and nationally for the services through Pharmaceu. I have five star reviews on Google from my patients who, who I was able to connect with and provide the services within the practice. So it has been absolutely rewarding helping my clients. You know, honestly, it's nothing other than what we were trained to do as professionals within our degree. And it's rewarding to myself as well as a pharmacist because I'm providing patient care and it's the way I intentionally wanted to do so as a pharmacist. I mean, it's very fulfilling to hear your patients have their success stories and share them with you. And it makes you very, um, it's a, an absolutely amazing feeling to know that you made a difference in their life and you're able to help them. Love so it's 100% positive. So so this has been a really positive experience. So you launched um, these uh, these companies um, and, and the experience has been very positive. You're getting recognition locally as well as nationally. That's great. So how do you see the future of uh, healthcare delivery? And, you know, in, especially using your practice, like how would this change and shape the future of the way people um, look at the kinds of prescriptions that they're getting? So 
it has changed vastly in a number of years, even from the time when I was first licensed. There's a number of changes in the way we provide patient care. There's telehealth services, for example, that has been the biggest. Well, now you're able to connect with patients all throughout the world or speak with someone and advise them on different things. Technology itself has definitely been evolving, especially with the uptake in AI. There's a lot of room for incorporating those technology features within your practice and streamline it to work better. So a lot of options there, especially in telehealth, for sure. I love it. I love it. Uh, no, that's great. So I think um, you're touching on exactly the kinds of things that our audience is interested in, um, you know, the role of technology and using AI. So building more on that, like, how do you see AI influencing the work of pharmacists and um, I guess more broadly, even other healthcare professionals in the coming years? I would definitely welcome it. I know it's a little scary to depend on this force out there, whatever it is, artificial intelligence giving us information. But I always say, use it to your benefit. You have something that's able to provide a little guidance within your practice or give you a little bit more help within your day-to-day. -day. And as pharmacists, we're able to extrapolate the information and just deliver it to our patients. So you're not completely dependent on it or just sit back and, you know, have the robot do all the talking for you. You're still able, you're use the information and present it to your patients, your clients, and give them the benefit there through those means. Do you ever think about like AI could replace the pharmacist and AI could just, um, you know, because I, I hear a lot of that in different industries, like, you know, the writers and, um, you know, the animators and creators. I mean, many of them are really scared um, and, and they're like, oh, you know, AI is going to replace all our jobs. But what about in the pharmacy field? How do you see it impacting and how do you like do you do you ever hear about AI replacing the function of pharmacists? I'll tell you a story to give you an answer to that. When I first decided to go into the field of pharmacy, one of my um, colleagues had mentioned that robots are going to be filling prescriptions. Like it's not really a stable place for us to want to venture out into. And that when you think about it, a lot of things within our pharmacy practice is automated from prescription filling even. There's robots doing a lot of things, but you still need that personal touch and you need that one-on-one -on -one connection with who you're delivering the services to. So it's definitely not going to replace a pharmacist. There is a and then giving that personal touch is how you implement that into your own day-to-day -day and use what's given to you to help you. So it's not going to be anything. Yeah. So I feel like AI would make the efficiency much better, but obviously it's not replacing. And especially in the healthcare field, I think I don't want to be taking medicines that are, or even advice directly from AI, because what if it references the wrong article? So having somebody who spent, you know, decades on understanding um, the domain of pharmacy and the medicines and what could be the side effects uh, when taken with something, I think this is uh, something that I would always see that there's going to be a pharmacist that may be getting information from AI that can be then provided to the patients as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Perfect example. Awesome. Awesome. Well, great. So next one is, can you share any inspiring stories or examples of how healthcare technology has made a positive impact on patient care and outcomes in your practice or maybe even within um, you know, your network? 
Sure. I would definitely say that understanding how personalized medicine could work, I'll give you an example that is always leaves me very surprised and scared with how we practice within our field and how our healthcare professionals are able to give and provide care. So I'll give you a story of a new mom who recently delivered her baby and everything was fine, normal with the pregnancy and delivery. And she started nursing her child and she was given pain medicine after the delivery for to deal with the pain. And it turns out that she was a rapid metabolizer of a certain medication or a certain enzyme in her body that increased the levels of her pain medicine that's very commonly prescribed. And it was excreted out into the breast milk, which in turn the baby was in, is ingesting. And over time, this started to accumulate in the baby's body and eventually, and unfortunately, baby passed away. And it seems like such a very unfortunate foreseen thing to happen, but this is very, very common and very tragic for any patient to go through. I mean, having a side effect and having death as outcome is the absolute worst we want for any of our patients. And it, this is a very common pain medicine. I was given it. Anyone who's leaving the hospital after delivery, Tylenol number three, and because of the codeine component in there, it gets metabolized very differently by certain users. And because this mom was an ultra-rapid metabolizer of the medicine, it was excreted out a lot into her breast milk. And having that buildup is what eventually caused the demise in the child. And and had any of us known ahead of time, like how she was metabolizing or her rate of metabolizing, it could have been prevented or certain other medications we were able to tailor it according to these test results. And having that information, if anything, ahead of time could help our practitioners would greatly help. So understanding how great or grand it could be is getting that message over to our patients and our practitioners to help in bringing this technology into their practice is greatly used if it could be done so. Wow, got it, got it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a sad story over there. But how can somebody in the audience know what is the rate at which they metabolize uh, medicine? Like how easy it is to understand your own uh, statistics uh, like that? How do you do that? That's a great question. And I wish I could just look at you and say, you know, you would take this medicine and metabolize all of it and all of your whatever, um, whatever you're treating would be fixed. But there's no way to just look at a person and just say, this is how they're going to perform because it's all personalized. It's based on our genetics. So when practitioners write or give you a medication, they look at your age, weight, your um, certain lab values of how you're going to clear the medicine out of your body and excrete it out. But also there's factors such as the enzymes in your body that break or activate the medications within your system when you take it. So not every medication that you take is naturally or instantly going to work. Some of them are called prodrugs. They have to get activated within your system. Then it starts to have a, a result or have an effect. And many a times, how many times do we go to a doctor's office and they say, let's try this out for six weeks and we'll see you again for another visit and run some tests, lab work, and we'll see how you're doing. So it's mainly a assessment at that time to see, has it been working? Is there any side effects? Or what could we do? If it doesn't work, we'll switch it to another medication. So there's a lot of back and forth and trial and error when prescribing that many of us don't know right away. So having a little bit more information ahead of time gives us these capacities where we can narrow down certain classes of medications and doses to adjust in a certain way that would provide an optimal result for our clients. 
Got it. Wow. No, that uh, sounds like so essential. And it also sounds like somewhere AI could really help because, you know, maybe it's based on your race and maybe many other factors that it's very difficult to come up with algorithmically. And that's why it could be an AI-based system that's flagging that, oh, there is high risk for this. And that can be popped up for a pharmacist to communicate to the physician or to the patient. So um, I think huge, huge uh, possibility and uh, many, many great things that AI can enable in uh, patient safety. That's wonderful. Well, great. Um, so let's see, you know, you've been recognized as a pharmacy influencer, um, especially all over social media as well. How do you leverage these platforms to educate and inform your audience about healthcare and wellness? And I guess more generally as well, like uh, what are your recommendations for other healthcare professionals? How can they best use social media, um, you know, to help patients and to their advantage as well? Great question. So the platform that I started off in social media, I did it as a fun experiment that I wanted to do because a lot of my clients at that time and patients more so when I was in the retail setting would ask the same question constantly about what is a copay or what is a side effect or on a certain medication or, you know, very basic insurance questions mostly started off as and it grew because I got a lot of response and a lot of more questions were coming in. And that's when I started to build out my health consultant practice with the PGX services. And I started incorporating the personalized care that we could offer through genetic testing. And that's when a lot more responses and a lot more questions started to grow. So as you test the waters, you see what the environment that you're putting it out in is responding to and what content you want to create for them because it's a service. It's it's a soapbox to the, the whole world. And so you're wanting to give a beneficial service to your audience and having this brought to light because not many pharmacists are even aware of it. We studied in school. We know of it in our you know studies as pharmacodynamics, pharmacokinetics, but being able to actually put it together and utilizing it and providing this information to our physicians who are pres prescribing is a great tool that they could use. And, you know, bringing to light that they could also incorporate this into their practice and make their lives better. Think about how much stress they relieve off of their, their client load or their patient load and trying to get them the right medications or figuring out which one will work and, you know, grow their business or have more time to spend on their with their patients in a positive effect. They're not trying to figure out the nitty gritty of why is this working, why are you getting the side effect? There are answers out there that could help get them to the bottom of uh, the root reasons why. I love how you describe it. That's, that's wonderful, Dr. Sue. And now... Um, I, and I think there are a lot of parallels that I can draw from other industries as well. Like, see, um, as an influencer, if, if I want to make sure that I build that community or as even a technologist, if I want to make sure that I find the right customers uh, to come and work with us, what I would do is find some very valuable information and put it out there for people to just see not only does it help those prospects, those customers, that community members, but it also builds that authority. So then when they actually have maybe that problem or a different problem that they want to solve, they can come and contact Copper Digital and be like, okay, well, you know what? We really like what you had to say about, you know, seven things that you should avoid while building a mobile application or, you know, in your data analytics dashboard, what mistakes not to make 
when implementing a digital transformation strategy for your business. And when I actually send that valuable information out to social media, then it just builds that trust. And, uh, you know, they're more likely to contact. And I think it just, you know, is a win-win. It helps the patients uh, with the information that you send out and also the doctors. But it also, in a way, you know, sends some of those clients back to you, which, uh, you know, helps you grow your business as well. So I think uh, it's, a, it's a give and take. And that's why social media is just so important if used, you know, in the, in the right format. I love it. Absolutely. Well, great. Um, so um, in the end, I guess I'll ask uh, this as the last question. So looking ahead to 2024, what are some exciting developments and trends that you foresee in the future of healthcare technology and how will they shape the industry in the coming years, according to you? I would definitely say there is a lot of big things happening within the next year, especially with the way technology is advancing. I always advocate for patients to be advocates of their own health and to take their health matters within their own hands because you're your biggest cheerleader. You have to know what your definition of health is and seek your avenues to get to that point. And there's a lot of guidance along the way that we could provide in helping you to get where you want to meet your goals. And just being able to define that with a practitioner like myself and working with your physician, we could help get you to where you need to be. And as far as on the mentorship side, I would say for the same thing, like know what you're looking for within your profession. It's not just a, a doom and gloom right now. It does seem very scary within our area of pharmacy, but there's so many options that's available out there that that there's many leaders within different specialties that could guide you to choose or want to give you information or help you in selecting the right path that you want to pursue. And just don't give up. There's a lot of hope out there. There's a lot of ways and avenues to utilize what you've been given or what you have studied for a number of years far. So use that as a, as a stepping stone to get to your next adventure. I love it. No, I especially like that mentorship platform that you've created. And, um, you know, of course, it requires the knowledge of technology and for you to create something like this where they can actually find, um, you know, new ways of utilizing their skills and they don't feel stuck in the, you know, only traditional way of working. I think that's wonderful. And a lot of other industries could also take inspiration from that. And also, you know, your concierge um, service as well, right? It's uh, it's basically elevating the patient experiences and just, um, you know, giving them that satisfaction of being able to talk to somebody who's smart, who's used, you know, all the information, the latest and greatest research, because so much changes in, you know, our industry and in even healthcare industry over a number of years, right? There are new medications that become available and there are new research studies that are published. And for somebody to be at the forefront and then always be learning from that, even utilizing AI to get that right information and then being able to impart that to patients and uh, providers, I think is uh, super helpful and uh, kudos to what you do and what you do for the community. I, I'm, I'm very, very impressed. And uh, Dr. Sue, I really want to thank you for your time here and uh, for um, you know the amazing community that you're building and uh, so much value that you're adding and especially for the pharmacists to open up their horizons and be able to do so many different things than just the traditional you know thing that they are usually doing. So that's wonderful. And thank you. Thank you so much. 
I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Hopefully, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do more of these with you later on as well and see how 2024 is shaping up. Absolutely. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye.